and welcome to the i productions podcast by yours truly nana bajaj this podcast is all about discussing the behind the scenes drama behind the scenes experience behind the scenes technicalities of making my youtube videos so if you haven't already checked out my youtube channel check out the link the link is in the description and i discuss it at length on my blogs as well so if you haven't checked out my blogs please do link is in the description Anyway, without further ado, let's jump into this week's topic. What's up everybody and welcome to another bright morning or bright night. I mean dark night. I mean bright night works for Norway. God, this is so messy. Um wherever you're listening from this podcast, this week I am so excited because I get to talk about making one of my favorite videos to date, drunk mode. The video is pretty simple. I'm basically releasing a new fictional product at this big seminar and the slideshow presentation goes like wrong. So to explain the process, I'm going to go for a different style this week to make it more easy and cohesive to understand. Okay, so before I dive into the podcast, I can see a lot of you haven't watched the video. Yep, I see you. So click on the link, watch a few seconds to understand what I'm talking about. And for the rest of you, let's go to step 1, the idea. An idea is literally the first thing in making any video. I mean, duh. So a while ago I had a funny chat with a few of my uni mates and about we were talking about this night out remedy because as students we love to party we used to love getting drunk and having fun but we also loved regretting it every morning some of you would do this deed of like drunk calling the exes i mean not me but i see some of you have done it ah uh, don't like to so innocent i can see you <laughs> no so um i basically that moment where people were complaining about drunk calling their exes that moment actually i my brain juices started flowing and i began wondering what if we had an app just dedicated to making night outs easier i mean everyone goes out drinking and almost everyone regrets it the next day so what if you had a regret free fun filled night looks like i'm pitching a product i wish this product is made so if some of you are actually app developers go for it um so step 2 was the script so before i talk about the script do you remember steve jobs iconic 2007 launch of the first iphone if you don't um it's literally on youtube that's basically the base idea of my script i took a few lines from steve's presentation and the rest was just improv i learned a few lines and i had a guideline for the rest of the presentation so that it seemed natural and considering the fact that i was really really passionate about this fictional product the flow was easy peasy lemon squeezy the whole script humor was dependent mainly on the things that can go wrong during the presentation and all the things that could pop on the green screen and that led me to the step 3 which was the filming once you're done writing the script you get the camera out The whole video was recorded in my living room at midnight because um I live on a busy street and well in India people really like to communicate through honking so during the day you deal with a lot of honking so you have to record it at night so uh back inside the studio and living room I set my couch to pre- be a pretend stage and then I arranged a green screen behind it for me 
to add the PPT element. By the way, for the next generation of people, um, PPT is actually PowerPoint presentation, which we used to use as kids. I don't know whether you still use it because I've seen a lot of people using Canva. Anyway, I digress a lot. See, <laughs> the light I used were two warm LED bulbs strapped on tripods. Literally, it looked pretty cool to be honest. And actually, you can see it on my Instagram IGTV because I make BTS videos for that. So. For those of you who are interested, um, the Instagram ID is thi underscore ey underscore production. So yeah, definitely go check it out. And now you may be wondering why didn't I just record the video on the floor and act like I'm on the stage? Because I mean, I could fake that, but I did that because I wanted to actually feel like I'm on the stage, and it did give me that feeling. So it helped out a lot with the acting. And the other reason was because the camera setting was way more easier. So I tried to set the camera. a little far away where a media slot would be allotted in this kind of events in the auditorium so when you have these big auditorium events you there's a separate section dedicated to the media and they can record all the events from that location so i kind of replicated where the media would stand in that auditorium and set the camera exactly there and the whole footage was still frame because it's easier to have a still frame and then to green screen edit if you have different frames and different angles green screen edit gets really complicated which brings me to step for the edit the edit was both a boon and a nightmare the it was like the main pillar for this entire video the important job of the edit was to cut out the unnecessary fluff and trust me there was a lot of fluff because obviously i spoke a lot and i digressed and i repeated the same thing again and again so yeah i died editing and the entire jokes were also dependent on the visuals in the background so it was a pretty big task for the visuals in the background i uh, created a few graphics on canva and for the others i searched it for adobe on adobe premiere pro shutterstock no adobe shutterstock not adobe premiere pro i used um editing software that's power director and uh, the adobe shutterstock is where you find all these cool really cool images so canva is good for designing you can get a lot of free material and adobe shutterstock is really good for like footage again they haven't paid me to sponsor but their products are so good that it's worth of mouth marketing anyway the next thing is chroma key chroma key is basically to edit the green screen it kind of gets rid of the green screen and it reveals whatever is behind but um another thing about chroma key and green screen i want to talk about is Make sure that when you have green screen edit, please put it on layer two and not the first layer. Because if you're gonna put it on the first layer, um, it's gonna get messy because you want to get rid of the green screen and reveal the artwork behind it. So uh, my dumb self actually put the whole green screen edit on the first layer, and then I had to move each of them down to layer two. So please uh, remember to put it on layer two, unless I was just gonna double up your work. And the next thing is sound. I for the sound I basically I added a reverb and I added pre-recorded audience reaction tracks again which I got for free from my editing software so it felt like this big crowd auditorium so you can actually add reverb in my software I don't know about the other software but power director does allow you to like add reverb and it did feel like I am in a massive editing uh, sorry massive um auditorium not only did it add to the vibe though and it it also added a lot to the humor i didn't know that just audience claps and reactions make it seem more funnier anyway i followed a three step rule to do the edit and make it easier because obviously it looks so complicated 
I started by joining all the green screen, green screen footage and I edited it with cutting out all the fluff and connecting the whole storyline. Then after that, I did the chroma tree. So that is like I got rid of all the green screen behind each foot part and I added a visuals behind it according to the scene. And then the, lastly, I added the backing audio and reverb or any other audio type of stuff or text if I needed to add any. Oh, and that's it. You think it's over? No, <laughs> we still have two more steps. Um, step five is uploaded and marketed. This is where the hard work pays off. I first uploaded the video on YouTube and then I added the description, suitable tags and thumbnail. And I use this TubeBuddy app so that it can help a lot with the SEO and keyword. It does have other stuff like A and B testers and stuff like that, but I'm on a very low package because all I need is to know if I'm doing the important six, nine checklist, as well as I could have something that can tell if my stuff is copyright material and keywords is essential to market your videos. So yeah, I need a TubeBuddy for that. And after that, I derived the link and I shared it on my link tree. Linktree is again another software, please check it out. My Instagram description with the mandatory link in the bio story. Um, Facebook share, LinkedIn with BTS footage. So on LinkedIn, basically, if you're gonna market anything on LinkedIn, you need to try and show more of natural, pure stuff. So blogs work well on LinkedIn, podcasts work well on LinkedIn. And if you have something with the BTS footage, it helps a lot on LinkedIn. If you're just gonna market the video, no one's gonna react. But if you have something of the process, people are more interested in seeing that. So that worked on LinkedIn. And on Twitter, I did basic marketing. I think my Twitter marketing didn't work this week, so I wouldn't talk about that. And I sent it to a few older people on WhatsApp. So I know my grandmother and some of my older aunts do not use these social media as much and they prefer WhatsApp. So if you have any older people that like to watch your video, I would definitely recommend WhatsApping it to them individually because then I'm going to open Instagram and then click on the link. So that worked as well. And I would be sharing a BTS video on my Instagram page. So you can definitely check that out as well because um, I, you can see the entire process of how I made the entire video. Oh, I'm repeating that. See, I digress and redundancy. Anyway, I also have a blog on about the entire video making process. So if you want to just read it instead of listening to the podcast, now that you listen to the podcast, <laughs> you have already finished it. But if you want to read about it, you can definitely go and check out my blog and you can even learn about the marketing of this video and the whole bts video on my instagram blog and podcast did help a lot with the marketing because more people are interested in knowing the further story and the final step of the entire video making process is checking analytics because you need to know what works what doesn't work when do people click away who's your audience is your thumb worthy thumbnail click worthy if it's not you should change it stuff like that all of that is important. That's what analytics does. It shows your viewer duration, it shows what's the engagement rate. It shows a lot more information. It's not just their views that count. It also counts how many people clicked on the video and stayed till the end. That's what you want, right? You want more people to click on your video and then stay till the end. So that's really important. But I would have talked about my analytics, but I realized it's too early to actually calculate analytics because a lot of people would check your video a little later. A lot of people get busy and they tend to see your video like, a week later or two weeks later so to check the analytics i would say check it in a month so you get a real idea of what how your video is performing two days is not the right amount because obviously it depends on your marketing as well 
so anyway i think that is it for this week wow this podcast was long and short at the same time it was so information jam packed so anyway i am going to get cracking on my next week's script so hopefully to see hopefully see you for next week's podcast where i would have a nice story to share with you anyway as of now i'm going to sign off hope you have a freaking amazing week and see you next week Thank you.